This is Radiate, the podcast that celebrates life and shines a light on life-restoring stories of organ, tissue, and eye donors, recipients, and information you need to know about donation. Welcome back to Radiate. This is episode 20. I'm Audrey Coleman, your host. Thank you for joining us today. At age four, Whitney Edwards was diagnosed with an aggressive E. coli bacteria infection. Whitney's mother, Yoli Edwards, said that her daughter was given only a 7% chance of recovery and that she likely would not survive beyond 24 hours. Well, the odds were with Whitney and she did recover. And unfortunately, the illness had ravaged her kidneys, causing them to fail. Whitney spent more than half her nine years of life at Arkansas Children's Hospital receiving dialysis treatments three times each week. But all of that changed when she received a kidney transplant actually at age eight uh, from her, do- her donor, Joshua Warland. Josh was only 19 years old when he succumbed to injuries he received as a result of a motorcycle accident. Today, Whitney is a healthy adult living in Van Buren, and we are so happy to have her with us today. Whitney, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Hey, my pleasure. We are, you know, we're really looking forward to you having an opportunity to kind of update your own story um, and tell us how things have been going for you. You know, I was thinking about when I first met you, um, it was, wow, I, 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 it's, it's been at least 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been at least 10 years. And, and, you know, I just remember, you know, in fact, I was looking at our website where there's a story on our website and a, and a cute picture of you. And um, I think of this picture was taken maybe at the zoo and you're on a, a carousel, I believe. Yes. So, yeah. So, so I remembered though that in that story, you were described as being a very girly girl. Is that still true? <laughs> yes, it's very true. And you know, very, very true. <laughs> I'm looking at you right now with those beautiful nails, and you're all color yes. coordinated, and the watch. So, yeah, you're definitely a girly girl. Oh yes. Some things don't change, right? They they don't. I, I've tried and now, like, whenever I started working, I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna have to dress like really cute and everything." And then they were like, "Surprise! You don't have to. You can just dress up like casual in scrubs." I was like, "Oh, okay." Hey, and you're okay with <laughs> yeah, that, right? <laughs> exactly. I was like, "If you see me out and about, I'll dress in leggings, maybe a cute shirt, but other than that." It's leggings and a t-shirt or sweatshirt. Can't get more comfortable than that. That's my favorite oh, yeah. too. <laughs> so, you know, Whitney, it's, as I said, you know, it's really interesting for me to see you now, as I said, because I can just remember when you were, you know, so young. Um, but but I'd like to to go back to that time for just a little bit, just so that our audience has a better understanding of what life was like for you during that time. Um, so when you were younger, you spent quite a bit of time in the hospital to treat your illness. Do you do you have any recollection of that at all? Um, I remember very few. Um, 
I mean, I remember I had a pinchy, like whenever I first got sick, you know, just by what my mom was telling me and everything, you know, like since I'm older now, um, I remember she goes, you were, you got sick when you were four years old. You know, you had HUS, um, which is humulatic uranium syndrome. Uranians. It's some big word like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and I was like, oh, wow. You know, like, and I didn't know that. But then now looking at it, it's like everybody's like, wow, you look like a normal kid. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I, I mean, I am. But at the same time, it was like, back whenever I was in the hospital setting it was like hey everybody's sick like me so everybody knows what I'm going through Mm -hmm. um and I just remember like I kind of made everything like a life fun um just like up spirit for me just so that way my spirits would be up and everybody else's spirits would be up Mm -hmm. um just because you know it was like Yes, I am only like four or five years old. I was real little, you know, so all I cared about was Dora and the backyard again. <laughs> but then it, it's real funny because I had the whole at home. I had the whole collection of Dora, the bedroom set, mm-hmm. the toys, everything, clothing, anything Dora I had. And whenever I got out of the hospital, I was like, get that stuff out of my room. It's all about Hannah Montana. (laughs) (laughs) Like I told mom or like if somebody mentions Dora now, it's like I just give him a look and I'm just like, no, don't even bring up that name. Don't even bring up that name. (laughs) So so Whitney, it it sounds then like even though you you were you were ill and you had to spend a lot of time in the hospital, it sounds like you were still able to live pretty much a pretty normal life. You were playing with your toys and sounds like you had friends, correct? So did your friends, did your friends treat you any different from the other, from your other friends because they knew that maybe you had days you didn't feel well? Believe it or not, not really. They were like, kind of like protective over me mm-hmm. so whenever I went into kindergarten um there was the library and it was like our level you know but me being the shortest one in my group or in my class I couldn't see over that little level the little ledge there mm-hmm. and so my best friend she was right behind me you know we were all in a line she was right behind me well I had a inch uh, I had my ostomy, I had my ports, and then I had um, an NG tube, or I had an NG tube, and then I had a a feeding tube as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so she picked me up, you know, just to lift me up so I could see. And uh, the nurse and my mom were like, no, 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 put her down, put her down. And she like freaks out. She goes, I didn't mean to hurt her. And I was like, you didn't hurt me. I promise. I promise, you know, but like, if I had to go to the nurse, because I had to go to the nurse at least about four, five times a day at school just to check my blood sugar or mm-hmm. just to see how I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so I would have a buddy to come with me and I would um, pick somebody and like, they were all like, they would all surround me and mm-hmm. they were like, oh, pick me, pick me, pick me, you know? And so oh. it was like, I would pick somebody like each day or I might pick somebody like, Hey, you're coming with me today. Or like, Hey, you're coming with me this time, you know? And it was like, I mean, I felt like I was special, you know, during that time, but also I did get labels um, whenever I was little as well. Um, You know, Hey, that's the sick girl or Hey, that's the ill girl or Hey, that's the short, tiny girl. You know, so it was like mm-hmm. I was used to it. So it was like I wasn't even bothered. Um, but now looking at it and everything, it's like, you know, like that's my story. So it's like that's what everybody knew me as. That's my story. I can't really change anything. Um, but I will say since I did get sick, um, I've made bunch a bunch a bunch of friends um and like talking to my friends back at school they were like Whitney you were popular and I was like no I wasn't I was like I was not popular at all I don't know what you're talking about they're like you were popular and I was like no I I wasn't I was just friendly you know I would like I was just friendly all over um like I would say hi I would mainly hang out with the teachers because I remember the first day from school in kindergarten I told mom I said mom these kids are driving me nuts (laughs) she goes you're one of those kids I said no I'm not I said I am not one of those kids she goes but you are and I was like no I'm not so, so Whitney, what, what did you feel sometimes that maybe you were a little more mature? Was it, was it that? Do you think that your experiences caused you to feel that way? Maybe. I believe so. Um, like looking back and everything, um, I did have. Uh, I told you know. I told. I tell everybody whenever I tell my story that I had a mature whenever I did get sick. Mm-hmm. You know because. Because everybody else, they didn't have to worry about diabetes or they didn't have to worry about going to the hospital three days a week or they didn't have to worry about everything else or they didn't have to worry about, you know, teachers or the nurse or your mom or your parents hovering over you to make sure like, hey, mm-hmm. are you okay? Mm-hmm. And so I had to mature since I was at a young age. Just because, you know, one, it is part of my story, but two, it's, I had to mature because of such a young age and I'm blunt. I'm very blunt about things. Um, My, my mom, whenever I would go through a procedure or I would have to get labs drawn or I'd have to get some kind of somebody coming towards me or something done while I was in the hospital, she'd be very blunt with me. Um, Like I remember when I had my ports in for dialysis, Mm -hmm. I was a bad, I was bad. I would scratch until the dressing came off just because it was like my skin was so dry. Mm 
<laughs> and it was it just itched so so bad and I would scratch the dressing off and mom she had to tell me she goes if you rip those ports out you will be in a pool of blood you will die pretty straightforward yeah she goes and I was talking to her the other day and she goes I hated telling you that I absolutely hated telling you that and I was like I didn't really see anything wrong with it you know Mm -hmm. until she Uh said that and I was like well now that you put it that way I you know I had to you know and so like I tell all my friends, I'm like, if you have to tell me something, just be straightforward with me. Don't mm. sugarcoat it. Don't do anything. Just tell me straightforward. You know, that's that's really um, an interesting quality because a lot of people would like to be able to be more straightforward in the things that they say or to be able to hear um, criticisms or or news or something that's not so pleasant. But it's difficult for most of us. But again... Um, perhaps it was because you've had to deal with some situations that have been difficult. Um, I would suppose you, you, you want to hear the unvarnished truth. You don't want to play around. Yeah. I'm just like, if you have to tell me something, just tell me, don't. And I'll, and like, whenever I would. It was in the hospital they would try to like sugarcoat it oh mm-hmm. like it's gonna you're gonna feel a little pinch you know um and I was like okay you know and I was like it's a pinch is a pinch you know I was like it might hurt just a little bit more but it's a pinch um and I remember one time they took my um I think it was my IV out I had a pick line so they took my pig line out and they were like, it's going to feel like a thick noodle um, coming out of your arm. And I just gave them that weird look. And I was like, what? You know, I was like, what are you talking about? And they were like, okay, ready? One, two, three. And they pulled it out. And I was like, oh, wow. It did feel like a noodle just like coming out. You know, I was like, yeah. not that I know what a noodle would feel like, but. But that's, it felt like felt a noodle. Like <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, I was thinking the worst, you know, um, you know. So, so, so Whitney, the, I mean, those those are all really, you know, those are great attributes, as I said, because it 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 shows that you are able to um, to separate, you know, maybe the drama from reality, and um, you know, be keep yourself composed. But there have to be times, though, that were really tough for you that you didn't feel like being that way, right? Did you have times that were just really difficult for you to go through? Oh, yes. I I have here since I've gotten older. um, I have had a few setbacks. Um, Just I think it was last December. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was last December, I went through a min- what they called a mini re- rejection of my kidney. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it was, it's my fault. I will admit it. It was my fault because I was take, I was not taking my meds. But I am taking my meds now. <laughs> Lesson learned, <laughs> right? Yes. Oh, yes. Um, 
but it, you know, it was part of my depression and part of, you know, just dealing with everything and wanting to be quote normal, you know, as, mm-hmm. as what I would say normal would be a, they don't have to take meds. They don't have to worry about blood sugars. They don't have to worry about, you know, oh, I got to watch out if somebody sneezes or I got to watch out for this or I got to watch out for that. I can't drink this. I can't eat that, you know. So my normal was you don't have to take meds. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that, you know. So missing just one or a couple doses, it was like it felt nice, you know, like, hey, I'm a normal kid. All I have to worry about is my blood sugars, you know, and now I have a dex common, so now I'm kind of almost a normal kid. Mm-hmm. Yes, I still have to take meds, but I'm gonna have to take meds the rest of my life. I'm gonna have to change my site the rest of my life for my insulin side. But just you know, I guess you could say experiencing the normal kidness, mm-hmm. you know, of normal kids. Um, I, you know, it was like, it was hard for me, you know, going through that. I've had many of deaths um, in my life. Um, my best, best, best friend that I would literally, we looked alike, we acted alike. She was just taller and a couple years older than me. She was, I pretty much called her my sister. She passed away five years ago, four or five years ago. And that's when it really started for me. My Mm -hmm. depression was really bad. But at the same time, I remembered, I was like, I have to be strong. One, because for the family, but two, I need to keep her memory alive. You know, and so it was like, whenever she passed away, it was, it was hard for me. Of course. Like, really, really hard. Like, I, I didn't know what to do. Um, you know, she was my person pretty much of, hey, I'm not feeling it today. Can you give me some kind of like good talk or you know like hey I love you or hey something you know or just thinking about you you know and it was like I have to you know keep that going yeah um that's a that's a pretty big I mean I realized that you were this is was self-talk but that's a pretty big responsibility to put on a 13 or 14 year old isn't it oh yes um because I, I remember the one thing that I do remember was her and my mom talking and they were like, well, whenever Whitney graduates, she, they were both going to be up on the stand doing the ugly cry, you know, just saying that's our baby girl right there. She, when she did it, mm-hmm. she walked that stage, she graduated, you know, and so it was like, it was really hard, you know, especially me graduating this year in May. Um, I was like, you know, it was like, I, I wanted her to be there. But then at the same time, I was like, you know, she is there, 
but just not in person. Of course. But but I, because I, I told mom, I said, I'm not going to walk. I'm not going to walk. You know, I'm not going to get my diploma. I was like, I'll get it, but I'm not going to walk on that stage. Mm-hmm. And she goes, but sis, look at all that you've been through. And all she had to say was that. And I was like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to. So I... You know, I was like, not am I just walking for me, but I'm walking for everybody else. You know, like all my loved ones that have literally watched me grow. Um, like from grow, <laughs> you know, like from whenever I was little to now. And uh, I was like, so. Well, that, I mean, so you, you felt like you were also walking for your, your friend then also. Oh, right? yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, very, I'm very sorry about um, you losing your friend in that way. And um, I wonder how um, these experiences have shaped you to be the person that you are now. I, I would say that it's... Um, brought me like more bright eyed I guess Mm -hmm. you could say like I'm more focused um I remember whenever I was in the hospital one day I wanted whenever I was very very little I said I want to be a surgeon a surgery not a surgeon a surgery (laughs) and my mom goes in the um, child life specialist she goes are you sure not a surgeon I was like no a surgery <laughs> I said I'm gonna be a singing dancing surgery and they were like oh wow I was like you know so that way everybody else can have fun and you know and everything and then you know as I gotten older I was like I want to be a child life specialist but then talking to them, they were like, it is hard, like mm-hmm. really, really, really hard to get into that school. Oh, okay. And I was like, okay. So I was like, I, I knew I wanted to work in the medical field. So I said, you know what? I was like, why not a pediatric nurse? Mm. So, and I was like, I have the battle scar. I called it my scars. I called them my battle scars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, I have the scars. I have the story. I can tell them, yes, it's going to hurt. Or yes, it's, you will be okay. But look at it this way. You know, still be a quote. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say a child life. Yes. But more in the medical fieldness of being that nurse, you know, that cares for the patient mm-hmm. and says, hey, I know what you're going through and you can get through this. That's, I would imagine that that's a really welcome perspective for a lot of people to know that their healthcare professional not only knows what they're doing in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, the care that they're providing, but they've also experienced it to some degree. So they're yes. able to empathize with patient so um so so that's so you are pretty much set on a career in the medical field right Mm -hmm. and so is pediatric nurse what you are 
focusing on? I am. As of right now, I'm a receptionist. We call it a patient service representative. Mm -hmm. So I'm working in a yes. So I'm working in a hospital setting, but I'm working in the oncology and hematology clinic Mm -hmm. in Fort Mm -hmm. Smith. And so just working here the three months that I have been, it's like, okay, I want to be a pediatric nurse, but I want to be a oncology or hematology or both of pediatric nurse, you know, even if it's just a clinic or if it's in the hospital setting, Mm -hmm. I was like, I guess you could say my big goal or my big dream is to work at St. Jude's, Um, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because, and they were like, you know, you're going to have to deal with death. You know, you're going to, and I'm like, you don't understand. I, I've dealt with it, (laughs) but I can at least be there for them, at least be that last like little hope for them or that last little ray of sunshine or mm-hmm. you know a bright spirited person before they leave if they do pass or something Whitney how would you describe because it sounds it sounds to me like you have been able to do not only the things that other kids your age have been able to do I mean did, did you ever feel like you couldn't do certain things or do you feel like you had pretty much the full experience as a kid there was I will say this there was some things that I was not able to do and that I was kind of restricted of doing so whenever I was on dialysis because being on dialysis I know a lot of people they're like oh it's you know it just takes out the old blood and gives you new blood like it like um I'm trying to think of the word. Um, it's like a filter, right? Is it sort of like yes, a filter? It filters. <laughs> there we go. Yes. It filters out the blood, you know, so it get the old blood, you filter it, you get the new blood. Mm-hmm. So being on dialysis, you can't have a lot of things. You can't have milk, like regular milk. You can have skim milk. You can have... Um, like the non-dairy or the fake milk, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Like an almond um, milk or something like that. Yeah. Um, you can't have chocolate, like whatsoever. You can't have dark pop whatsoever. Um, I think there was another one that you can't, um, you can't have bananas a lot or oranges. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and like a kid, being a little kid, you like bananas, you know, or you want chocolate or you want pop, you know, or you want that coat. And so by I couldn't go to birthday parties because of why there would be chocolate cake uh, or there would be ice cream and I couldn't have ice cream or I could, but I could only have like a little piece, like maybe one or two bites and then that would be my quote dairy for the day. Yeah. And so it was really hard because that kind of put that restriction on me, you know? And so it was like, I remember whenever I got my kidney, I 
<laughs> I told them, they asked me, they're like, well, what do you want to eat for your first meal? And I told them, I said, I want a chocolate cake with <laughs> strawberry frosting or a strawberry cake with chocolate frosting. But I want cake and chocolate frosting or some type of chocolate. Well, they brought it. I was just thinking maybe like a little cupcake or something, you know, with like some frosting. Oh, no. It was a huge cake with some, it was chocolate frosting and then the drizzled strawberries on it and everything. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yum. <laughs> yes, that, it was delicious. That and sounds so now, delicious. And so now it's like I can drink, I can have stuff that I can't. I couldn't normally have. So you now are, are, you're not on all of those restrictions anymore? Correct. Um, I mean, like, I mean, I'm not like a big, quote, milk drinker, but I love me. Like right now, here lately, I've been on a kick of half and half. I will drink a whole carton by itself, (laughs) maybe a couple, you know, I'll, I'll pour that in my cereal. And my mom's like, that's not milk. I'm like, yes, it is milk. It's milk, mom. <laughs> it's just thicker, okay? It tastes better. <laughs> She's like, you're weird. I'm like, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Whitney, t- tell, us, w- tell us about what, what is your routine like now? Now that you're older, you are in good health. You, have, you said you have had some setbacks, but you are in good health. So how has that whole routine changed for you? Because I would imagine at one point in your life, you spent a lot of time just trying to get yourself ready, probably to get outside, maybe. Oh, oh yes. So, yes. so how, is, how has all that changed now? Um, it's changed a lot. It, it has changed a lot. Um, I remember you know, the doctors, or I don't remember, but I remember what my mom told me. Mm -hmm. She goes, the doctor said that you would be hooked up to some type of tube or you would have something on you or anything or something, you know, but now it's, I don't have anything on me. Um, I mean, the only thing is like my insulin side and my Dexcom, Mm -hmm. but I mean, that's just part of the diabetes, right, <laughs> you know, right. but they, um, you know, they were like, she's not going to come back. You know, she's going to have something on her or something, you know, something's going to be hooked up to. And her. they were saying for the rest of your life. Is that what they yeah, were saying? The, mm-hmm. Pretty much for the rest of my life. And so whenever I got my kidney transplant a year after I got my um, colostomy or my ostomy, um, reversed mm-hmm. um and so that took that out then I had my g button removed as well because I was eating better um because before I would just eat the top of the dinner roll and then that was it but now since I got my kidney it's like I I eat anything and everything um I take my meds you know in the morning and then I take my meds at night and so now it's like I take my meds whenever I get to work and my coworkers here, they're like, 
Whitney, did you take your meds? Or they're like, hey, did you take her meds? And then they're like, they pop them out for me and they're like, here you go, take them. Or they'll watch me, you know, just to make me accountable, Mm -hmm. but for them to also be like, hey, and they, you know, we had a talk and they were like, hey, if you ever feel like you need to talk about something or whatever, we're always here. And uh, they said that if anything happened to me and I, I was like, well, nothing's going to happen to me, you know, just like nothing. And they were like, well, if something did, if we would not come to work. We would be staying by your side and we would be making sure that you were okay. And I was like, Thank you guys. I was like, but it's okay. We we're gonna be okay. <laughs> you know. How does that you seem to be quite independent? So it's so oh, yeah. how does that feel for you though to have all of those people? You have it sounds like you've got great support at home, you've got great mm-hmm. support with your friends, you've got great support at work. Um, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel like I mean, I know I'm loved. But it makes me feel like I'm even more blessed mm-hmm. um, just because it's like, hey, did you take your meds? Or, hey, you know, like, hey, I love you. Or, hey, I'm here for you, you know. And it's like I have that, those people here, you know. Like, I have my mom at, at the house. Or, you know, and, like, she'll come and pick me up after work. But then I also have my work friends here that are, like, they're – it's literally like my other family here, you know? So it's like, we're all accountable on each other. Um, we, we keep in tabs, we keep tabs on each other, um, you know? And it just makes me feel like, I guess you could say I'm special or mm-hmm. like I'm somebody cares and loves me, you know? Not that my mom doesn't, my mom, loves me to death she like does. literally she <laughs> does and I love her the same way but it's like just having those other people there for you it just I don't know it just makes you feel like some type of special way that's yeah, like you, yeah you expect your mom to love you right yeah. but then when yeah. you get love from unexpected places you're like wow yeah. I didn't I didn't know this was mine or coming my way. How, uh-huh. you know? Well, it just sounds like you have made such a remarkable, not even an adjustment. It sounds as though from early on, you um, you were able to accept what was happening to you and to learn how to live with it until it can become even better, which is what's happened now. Um, I mean, you're, you're, you're healthy, you're working, you're productive. So I know that you have to have some dreams and plans out there somewhere. You mentioned about the, you know, hopefully studying to become the pediatric nurse. Um, what are some of your other plans? You, you sounds like you might be thinking about making a move to Memphis since you want to work at St. Jude one day. Yes. Um, I'll, hopefully, whenever I get my nursing degree, um, cause as of right now, I was like, you know, I'm starting to get in the workforce. So I'm going to take at least this semester off, you know, um, I started classes and I was like, you know, I'm only taking two online classes. I was like, so, you know, kind of like, what's the point? 
you know, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, I got to do it, but I was like, I'm going to do it another time. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking this semester off in the future. I'm going to go, you know, and work. I want to work at St. Jude's mm-hmm. um, just because there are a lot of cancer patients there. Sure. And at first I was like, yeah, I want to work at Children's. I want to work at Children's, you know, just because they've given me you know, and that's like my way of quote saying thank you yes. to them mm-hmm. is working there. But th- now that I work in the oncology department, it's like I want to work with kids. I I will babysit kids. I will. I've worked in the nursery. I've you know, and it's like that's just my calling as kids. Like whenever they see me, and when even adults, whenever I go to the um, what do you call it to the store mm-hmm. they will just look at me and I'm like do I have something on <laughs> me or is there something is there something that I don't know of or you know is my mom not telling me anything or my friends not telling me anything and that and then one day somebody comes up to me and there's they were like there's just like this glowing light around you and they were like oh, we don't know what it is um, and because I am so short, my people, they're like, oh, you're only like 10 years old. And I'm like, no, I'm actually 19. And they're like, oh, <laughs> oh. my gosh, what? <laughs> I did that a lot here at work. Like for the first month, month and a half that I worked here, my two coworkers that I'm by, they thought that I was their daughter or something. And they were like, oh, is it bring your kid to work day? And I was like, they're like, no, she she works here. How does <laughs> you know? that make you feel? How does that make you feel? It I, it makes me laugh, actually, mm-hmm. just because I've heard it pretty much my, old, my whole entire life. But it's like, it makes me laugh just because it's like, I mean, I mean, I look young for my age. You know, and they're like, oh, you're going to have to get carded when you're 21 and you're going to have to get carded every time. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to in either way. I was like, but I was like, I have I'm short enough. I can fit in small places. <laughs> I'm good at hide and seek. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I'm I'm a good I'm good size right now. Like and I'll tell them they're like, oh, you're you're short or you're small. And I'm like, no, I'm fun size. <laughs> Very cute and excellent answer. And you're right. You know, Whitney, you do have, you, you are, you have a very vibrant personality. I've always thought that about you. And I certainly can see why you catch people's attention in that way. And that's a, so it's a wonderful compliment to you and to your mom. And we're just, we're so happy to see you doing so well now. Um, and you're just at the cusp about to, of about to really start making your plans. We're so happy to be able to see you um, thriving and moving forward. And please, please, please keep in touch with us. Absolutely. Um, I, I think it was. I got something in the mail or something. They were like, oh, you're officially a volunteer for Aurora or something. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. was like, I mean, I've kind of been a volunteer for a little bit now, but <laughs> it, it's official. Now that you're an adult, <laughs> you, know? you can be officially yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I guess I'm the, like an 
and I guess you could say it's not their advisor, but they're like spokesperson, there you know. You go. And Absolutely. so and it's really like I will say this. Since mom works at the tag office, there she has my flyers there. <laughs> and I, I'll joke with people. I'm like, I give the facts about organ donation. And they look at me and they're like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> I give the facts about organ donation. I'll turn the card around. They're like, oh. And, but they're, you know, she's like, hey, you know, if y'all want to be an organ donor, you know, this is my daughter. She was eight years old here and she got a kidney transplant. Now look at her. You know, she's 19 now. And they're like, oh my gosh you know and so just by you know by her spreading that word over there with them and me over here at the hospital it's like I kind of feel like we're both tag teaming it a little Mm -hmm. bit you know and I was like I just did a story um my story for organ donation for the paper here our Mm -hmm. local paper Mm -hmm. and uh I was like I can't wait for it to come out, you know, it's like, so that way people can see, you know, like, hey, this is what she looked like before. And now look at her, look where she's come, you know, she came from there to this. And, uh, and not that I'm like, feel sorry for me, you know, pity party and blah, blah, blah. Uh-uh. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Just, you know, be like, hey, I'm so glad you're doing okay. Or, hey, like, can you tell me more about this? Um, you know, it's like, I just, it's like, I want to tell people about organ donation, you know, and it's like, and if you have questions, you know, like y'all can ask me and I'll try to answer. If I can't answer it, I will search it or I will ask somebody and I will get that answer for you. You know, it was like, but, you know, just by, I was like, just by, you know, go being on the flyers and being on, you know, buses and billboards and you know at the airport and you know at the football field and or baseball field um you know it's just like I got it not that I have to step up but it's like you know like yes I I will say yes I'm their spokesperson and they're like that's pretty cool you know like that's a that's a cool you know thing to add to your resume and everything and I'm like yeah but I'm like that's just like I don't, I mean, not that I, I don't add that on there, but it's like, I do sometimes, but I'm just like, you know, like I love to talk about anything that's medical. And, uh, and so it's real funny because my friends, they're like, Hey, Whitney, this, this, and this is going on with me. And I'm like, well, it's most likely this, or it's going to be this, like, I might give them two options, but most of the times I give them one. I'm normally right. And they're like, how did you get that right? I'm like, smarts, man. I'm just smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you're going to be a great doctor for, I'm sorry, a great <laughs> candidate for a doctor. And please, when you um, enter med school and you graduate with your nursing degree, we would love to know all about that too. Yes, absolutely. I'll probably send you guys a like invitation or something. Please just do. Just so that way. Y'all can see it and have it. Whitney, thank you so much for being on our show today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. And make sure that you tell your mom that everybody at Aurora said hello. Oh, I sure will. 
Okay. I sure will. And she'll probably be like, next time we'll go up there and we'll make them something or oh, some very classic sweet. goodies. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you again. And Absolutely. If you- If you have any questions for us, please call 501-907-9150. And if you're ready to make a life-restoring decision, register to become an organ tissue and eye donor, go to DonateLifeArkansas.org. Radiate is a production of Aurora and is hosted by Audrey Coleman, Aurora's Director of Communications. 